0: Log Talk Radio. My name is Raina Starr. I hope you're doing well post-Turkey. I hope you're feeling okay. I hope you are protecting yourselves from the virus, as it is still raging and now mutating once again. Desperate Housewitches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show, so if bad language, probably function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you, this may not be the show for you, but come on, you know it is. Desperate Housewitches is brought to you by the amazingly wicked one, the incredible Dorothy Morrison. Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. Please also note her blessing balls, her home ornament blessing balls for 2022 are out. Get them while they're available. And you know what your Auntie Raina always says, balls are better in pairs. So get two. One for your back door, one for your front door, or one for your front door and one for your back window. It's good to have them over the entranceways. Anyway, without further ado, my guest for the hour is the wonderful Marcus Ironwood, publicist for Llewellyn Worldwide. Hey, Marcus.
1: Hey, Raina. How's it going?
0: It's good, baby. What's going on? How was your Thanksgiving?
1: oh it was really good it was really good me and my boyfriend went down to my parents and hung out with my brother and his fiance and it was really nice we had a really good time
0: that's awesome that's awesome so is is this mine was great um it wound up being a lot smaller than originally anticipated we had all kinds of folks invited and as it turns out, they, their families decided to do stuff. So um, one by one they canceled, but we were prepared for that. So it wound up just being my immediate household, which was great too. So everything worked out super duper well. Um, but you're not here to just talk about that. You're here to talk about some amazing new releases from Llewellyn, huh?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Tis the Season for, you know, buying uh-huh. gifts and participating in all that. And Llewellyn's got some really great titles coming out uh, for December. And I even want to hint at some January stuff.
0: Oh, yay. I, listen, I love Llewellyn. Llewellyn books are amazing. Llewellyn always brings the receipts, the great authors, you name it. You got it. Um, so what's coming up? I know a lot of a lot of my favorite authors are getting ready to release new books. So what do you have coming up for December? Yule is, Yule is rapidly uh, upon us, and I guess it's time with you know shipping delays and stuff uh, to kind of maybe think about Yule gifts earlier than normal this year. Like right now would be good. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> what I you got?
0: What you got coming out tell me
1: yeah the the shipping delays are definitely a thing they're you know they're very real and we've been experiencing them all year um when i have talks with authors we always end up talking about you know like okay your book's supposed to be here middle of the month before the release and it's probably not um but you know i let (laughs) them know i let them know when it comes in and so far december hasn't been too bad uh, we actually have two books already in that were uh, de- that are December releases. Uh, the first one is Kabbalah for Wiccans by Jack Channick. He is awesome. Yep. He mm. he is wonderful. Yeah. He's so smart.
0: He's written a lot of. I, I mean, he's written other things too, has he not? That name is super familiar.
1: Uh, I know that he's got a blog. I haven't uh, seen anything else that he's written, um, but I know that this is his first one with Llewellyn, and he's got another one coming out cool. next year as well on Tarot. Um, but, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, I, I actually I read the advanced copy of Kabbalah for Wiccans uh, on a plane up to yes. California a couple months ago, and it was really, really well done. I studied the, uh, you know, the kind of Tree of Life and the Sephiroth, and some of the philosophy behind it and the history and everything. And this one was really, really well done. He doesn't just go into each one of the spheres and then, okay, this chapter is on Malchus, the next chapter is on Yassau, the next chapter, you know, it doesn't go, It uh, he tears them in their, um, yeah. the, the three um, kind of, the, the right side of the tree, the left side of the tree, and then the center sphere. And that's how he's presenting the information um, rather than going, hey, there's this sphere, this sphere, and then, you know, going through it, he, he kind of puts it yeah. in context of the tree and how it works together. So if you're ever interested in the Kabbalah or in how it is, you know, hermetic in nature or, you know, like how it fits into the wit- the whole witchcraft and ceremonial thing, this is a really great book. It's, yeah. it's beginner-friendly, and uh, even if you've oh, read a couple books on the Kabbalah, you still would get out of it, yeah. you know, stuff out of it. Like I've read a few books already on Uh, The Sephiroth and the Tree of Life before this, and I was like, this is good. This is good.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, I and that's the thing. Whenever you have more than one person writing about the same subject matter, it's not necessarily going to be the same book because I think everyone brings their own perspective, and, yeah, and I think it's good. If you're interested in a subject, I don't know anybody who's, like, ever – it's, it's kind of like music. So, like, you have this song you like by this band. That's not the only album you ever buy because you know you like this band. So you may buy more of that style of music by different people or more, of you know, more albums by the same musician. So it's kind of the same thing in books. You know, it's never a one-and-done situation. So I love the fact that it's for beginners, too. That's very helpful as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm sure I'll be talking about more uh, Tree of Life and Kabbalah-related titles in this next year. There's there's one coming up this summer that should be also a really great take on the Tree of Life, presented, in a, in a, in a, again, in a pretty uh, unique form. So be on the lookout for uh, that one next summer. <laughs> cool. Cool.
0: Okay, we're being a little cagey, but all right. I'll take yeah, it. I, it. What else
1: you got? I'm not, I'm not quite ready, what? but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get You're there not quite we, ready we, when discuss? I have a meeting with the author. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. I was...
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, what else do you have coming in December?
1: Um, so we yeah. also have "Blasts from the Past" by Shelley Keir. Uh This one's about past lives and kind of having spontaneous. Past life experiences, uh, going through yes. either uh, I, I haven't read too much into this one. This is a little bit more um, cat's title, uh, but yeah, if you're uh-huh. interested in past lives and or or have had like an experience, whether it's a dream or walking out in, the, in your day to day life and going and having this experience, like well, this seems really really personal, but there's no way that this could be related to me at all. Um, maybe it's a past life thing. Um, Shelly Kira really does a good job of kind of talking about. Uh, you know past lives and how they kind of integrate into our current lives and how to uh, oh, yeah. examine that from a uh, like more of a psychological therapy perspective
0: have you have any have you do you have any past life recollections
1: i don't i don't do a whole lot with past lives I'm pretty busy with this one um, <laughs> 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 that's my take I pass by is like personally I'm just like look I got this one here whatever happened I I don't care like I got I got things going on here I got parents I got friends I got you know partner I got a job I got a body like let's go (laughs)
0: is there shit to do right here right now but for folks like me who have had past life experiences this sounds like a really interesting topic because you know I'm I'm very interested in shared past life experiences because I have two people in my life that we remember the same shit and have been able to describe the same place where we were and the same oh, thing wow. that happened. It's a very, yeah, it's a very interesting uh, thing when you have somebody who says, "Hey, do you remember when we were at the Paris Opera House?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then you you take three beats and you're like, you start describing what you saw, and the other person is like, "Yeah, do you remember this room?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then you realize, wait a second, uh, I've never been to Paris in this life. What? And the two people have – yeah, I mean, so I feel like, and I know this is is a a topic that's interesting to to some folks, you know, it's interesting when you find somebody that you have in your life, you know, because you feel like you've been around this, this whole thing a number of times, when you actually find a person, or in my case, I'm lucky enough to have two people that I have shared past lives with. It's really interesting Seriously interesting. So I, um, I'm, I'm interested in that title. That sounds like really great subject matter. And Shelley um, has been doing books uh, on this topic in varying, uh, uh, from varying perspectives for quite some time. So if you're interested oh, yeah. in, in past past life information, she's definitely one of the great authors for that. So what else
1: are we looking at coming up, my friend? Yeah. Uh, So then we've also got, um, what am I thinking of? Losing my mind. (laughs) It's Sunday morning. I'm going to go grab my coffee. (laughs) That's what I need. Go ahead. Grab Um, the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with the coffee.
0: I've already had six cups. I've been up I've been up for four hours. I have had several cups of coffee at this point. I'm on there rocket fuel, baby. Yeah. Hey, that's how we do.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm on I'm I on know. cup number two. I've already made pancakes, like we had a, we had a good Sunday Ooh. breakfast, pancakes and bacon.
0: Nice. I'm coming over. Oh wait.
1: You're not around the corner, <laughs> for
0: sure. <laughs> but I would be there if you were. Um,
1: right. So, You're more than you know, well I
0: know that that are there's a there's a lot of great new titles coming out in the new year from from some of our author favorites. I know um, Storm Fairy Wolf is releasing a couple
1: of books yes.
0: coming Yes. Up. <laughs> isn't he? I just he's got. Uh, more,
1: He's wonderful. I I had a meeting with him about his uh, two books coming up this next year, uh, maybe a month ago at this yeah. point. But he he is wonderful. We had a great conversation. I came up with some really good ideas. Um, we're both kind of brainstorming. We got some um, little promotional bookmarks in the works. So if you do buy from uh, Detura Trading Company, I think that's I think that's what the new name is. Yeah. The shop is
0: That's her um, trading company, that's right.
1: Yep. Yeah. We got some bookmarks coming out, um full promotional things for the witch's name. Uh, those should be out to him in the next few weeks. We're getting them printed right now. So um yeah, those would oh, be really, really cute. Yeah, fun little promotion, you know, and then you can write your name on the bookmark and uh it's really cute. So that'll be really fun. Uh, and then I am super excited for the Saters Kiss coming out in, I believe it's May. It's either May or June. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that one I am all over. I read it. Uh, actually, I read an interview with Storm. I think two years ago, uh, roughly two uh-huh. years ago, maybe more than that, where he had like been talking about this gay grimoire and homosexual magic and i'm just like (laughs) i need this book i need this book i need this book and from the point of reading that article to where i am now being the publicist for the book i am over the moon i'm sure i'm just over the moon about
0: (laughs) the time i mean Seriously, how many uh, folks in community have been waiting uh, for something that is specifically male-driven? I love. So, you know, as a bisexual person, I'm like, hello, yay, awesome. So anything that serves the community is great. And I love seeing uh, that this book has finally been put into the works. That's that's pretty awesome. Um and a a subject whose time has come already uh, for a long time. So I'm really happy about that because I don't see a lot of authors, you know, writing from that perspective. So is this um, something that you're seeing more of now or is this like really cutting edge?
1: I think it's definitely on the edge, especially for a big publisher. Um, you know, as, as yep. well, in our, when our in our field, you know, Llewellyn is pro- you know the number one. I'm just going to say it. We're number one. Um, <laughs> <Hello. laughs> non sponsored. I'm not on the clock. non Um But yeah, no, it's definitely. Yeah. I've definitely seen a few books self-published um, or in more yeah. kind of like zine or you know those very kind of underground. Uh, kind of publications yeah. that talk about like homosexual sex, magic, or even you know queer magic or gay magic, yeah obviously, there's several yeah. titles from big publishers out right now that kind of be, encompass the the queer identity and talk about magic like, or various yeah yeah it's it's awesome i'm I'm so glad to be living in a time where I'm an adult and can see my community reflected in my spiritual practice. Like, never before has this really happened at this level, you know. Obviously, the stuff that we're talking about is super old, but from this perspective with these voices kind of living out in the sun, you know, and not having to, like, code things, it's pretty wonderful. Um, But, yeah, I've seen some kind of handwritten uh, self-published titles Uh, Casey Giovinco, who did Magic from the Mat, Um, he did some Mm self-published stuff on uh, Gay Magic. But in terms of uh, big-name publishers, this is kind of that cutting edge. I would love to see more.
0: (laughs) I would, too. And there's obviously uh, a demand, a big demand for it, and I think it's wonderful. I mean, if we're really wanting witchcraft to be representational of its practitioners, it's a necessity, and all the gatekeeping and naysaying, uh, you know, obviously cannot stop the demand of of publications by, you know, queer and gay people from their perspective. I think it's brilliant. I think, sure, it's, it's an old topic, but to be recognized by, you know, uh, a large publishing house is very important, so I'm... I'm really glad that Llewellyn has taken that step and is, you know, pushing these, these writers forward and, and this writing forward. Uh, it, it it can only help. I mean, you know, I have a lot of problems with people saying, oh, the old ways and we this and we that. You know what? That's how things die. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Witchcraft, witchcraft and practices must be not just allowed to grow and change, but sometimes forced. Because if you cut off that lifeline and you try to keep things the way they were, there is no such thing as growth in that manner. And you are basically signaling our demise. I am very upset about the level of older folks, and I'm an older folks. I can say this shit. I just turned 60, man. No, 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 but it pisses me off. It's like, how are you expecting, you know, we have this saying, what is remembered lives, which means when we pass Mm -hmm. on, if we are remembered, uh, we maintain our relevance. We maintain life for new generations. And you cannot expect that to happen if you are trying to strangle the growth. The growth means more. The growth means advancement. The growth means more voices. I mean, there's no other way for the craft to propel forward if it is not being carried by all of these amazing younger folks. And I'm talking about 40, 45, 30, 20, 25, folks who are young. Let the young people step up. And as I've said many times, The things that older folks bitch about, oh, they're doing it like this and they're doing it like that. Again, if those ways don't work, they will fall by the wayside and the younger folks will do other things that will work. But nothing we did in the beginning was so pristine and on target to begin with. We all had, you know, the only difference was we weren't doing it in front of the entire world. I would not want you to have met me when I was 16 and first really badgering, literally badgering my later mentor into initiating me. I'm like, I really want this. I really want this. But I had to prove that I wanted it. I had to, you know, in certain traditions, you have to prove that you are serious and worthy. And I had no problem with that because that's how it was back then. But the fact of the matter is with all these new voices, and these other ways to do things, it's all valid. It may not all last, but attempting anything is valid if your if your heart is behind it and your intention is behind it and you mean it for the good, what the fuck is the problem? I think people just need to get over themselves and their traditions. Because I come from a very listen, I was I was trained gardenarian. People find that to be very hardcore. And a lot of folks, you get a lot of flack for saying you're Wiccan or Gardnerian. But you know what? I am trying to raise the vibration here on the old ways and by saying, listen, we didn't have it all right. We didn't. There was a lot of shit in the old ways that was misogynistic and turfy and shitty even before we knew what turfy was and even before right. we knew how shitty it was. But, you know, I mean, I love the fact that there are, you know, queer people who identify as Gardnerian and gay people who identify as Gardnerian because they're raising the vibration and they're making the adjustments and they're fixing it so that it is more inclusive. I'm just saying this is a beautiful thing. This is not something to be mad at. This is not something to shun or be judgmental about. So more power to the The folks coming up, because quite frankly, we don't we don't stay alive except through you guys. You're the reason. You're the reason we may or may not be remembered. Our destiny (laughs) is in your hands, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm not going to be here forever, but I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. So keep on. (laughs) Sorry.
1: Oh yeah, even from when even from when I started, like. (laughs) you know, 15-some oh, yeah. years ago. Like, things are way different. It's so much easier to get the information that you're looking for. Like, when I started back in the late 90s, there was a handful of books in, in your Barnes & Noble. Yeah. You know, there was some GeoCities websites. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but, you know, where does all this come from? You can, you, now you can go on to the Internet or your local store, and you can ask, and people will give you 16 different options. You know, they'll give you the book that, you know, they'll give you uh, you know, Gardner's book, or they'll give you Cunningham's book, or they'll give you um, Thorn Mooney's book and say, Okay, here's Wicca. Yay! Okay, well if so you're not kinda of grooving with some of these, let's go over and look at, you know, Storm's book or T Thorn Coyle's book or uh, Deborah Blake on, you know, eclectic stuff. Like you can go and dance and explore in so many different directions these days. It's really wonderful. Oh.
0: Speaking of which, and you brought up some really great, great, great authors, but I have to just shine a little bit of a light selfishly on mm-hmm. on Heron Michelle's new book. Heron yeah. Michelle's new book, Oh my goddess, please get this it's beautiful. book. It is it it's beautiful, it's big. It is the one that I feel like is the modern day Bucklands Blue. Um, I don't have the book in front of me. What was the name of the book? Do you have it in front of you by any yeah, chance?
1: Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but I've worked with it for several months at this point. It's called Elemental Witchcraft by Hero Michelle. Um, she's out of Ugh. oh no, this is where I wish I had the book. <laughs> uh, I
0: believe
1: Greensboro, she's in Alabama.
0: I think Greensboro.
1: Yeah. Greensboro yeah
0: Greensboro North Carolina where she has a shop as well. yes in North Carolina the sojourner um, she's got a, a, an amazing shop which I have not yet been to but I've seen pictures and I'm like oh my gosh I got to get over there but all of North Carolina is not in one place so but I do need to take a trick in that direction and, and get to that store or is it Greenville did I totally screw that up wait a second let me go get the real information before I sit <laughs> here and lie to people um, No, I on. think I think Keep it
1: talk. is I think it's Greensboro that does sound right um, but yeah I know that they're doing a bunch of uh, publicity and publication no, it's Greenville. Or, uh, uh, Greenville
0: it's Greenville yeah I was it's oh, okay, Greenville, North Carolina okay. Yeah, which is not the same thing as Greensboro, I know, and I apologize because everything in North Carolina is a green something, Um, but it's good. (laughs) But this book, Elemental Witchcraft, A a Guide to Living a Magical Life Through the Elements, it's the Pentacle Path, it is is Heron Michelle's Path, it is a beautiful, beautiful book, it is... To me, like I said, the modern big blue. I'm so excited. Anne Heron is coming on to the show, which I'm also way excited about in the very near future. So, yeah.
1: She's wonderful. I just, it's, I've really enjoyed working with her. She's uh, super nice. Yes. Really on top of her stuff. Like obviously she helps, She runs yeah. a shop. You have to, if you're going to be a business owner, you're a successful business owner, which she is, you really have to be on top yeah. of it. They're doing, like, candles and stickers that you can put on your, your seven-day votive. Um, and I think yep. they're putting together some, like, journals that are kind of mentioned in the book. So if you're interested mm-hmm. in this uh, topic, like you are saying, it's kind of the new big blue. Uh, I think it's also kind of in line with the uh, Temple of Witchcraft from Pentac. Uh, she's a student mm-hmm. of his, so it very much yeah. takes Uh, a lot of those really grounded, earthy practices and also the ritual ceremonial practices. And I think does a really awesome job of explaining what these uh, things are and leading a person through them and giving them a really solid foundation in, in witchcraft.
0: It's a roadmap. It's absolutely. It's it's a yeah. roadmap. It's a tour guide. It's it's everything. This is probably one of the most complete books I have read in many years. Where it is start to finish, uh, not finish, but it, it's it's extensive and the information. There's, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of information. So I'm, oh, I'm yeah, really excited. Sad. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's going to yeah, be good. I'm excited to is. see the final copies come out the next week.
0: Oh, me too. I I can't wait to get to get one. I'm I'm super yes. duper duper excited. I um, it's actually a shameless self plug, uh, only because I I did do one of the blurbs that's in the book, and it's the it's really oh, no. the yeah, first one. Funny. It's the first one that's ever been published because I don't, I don't really like doing them. Um, I get asked to do them, but I really, it's not, it's not something that, that is my favorite thing to do. So if I have done it, I did it for a reason. Um, this book, is it just blew me away. So I, I'm really nice. excited to see how much other folks love it too. Um, sorry. How to do that? Love her and Michelle. Uh, so what else do we have coming out, my friend?
1: Uh, so in the similar vein of elemental witchcraft, we have Elemental Magic for Witches by Father Barbaros. So shifting a little bit more even into that ceremonial magic, uh, looking at uh-huh. both uh, all, all four of the elements, the yeah, earth, air, fire, water, but then earth, yeah. uh, the uh, the combinations of them. So earth of earth earth of water, earth of air, earth of fire and go and how, like those elements how you can find the other elements in a bigger element uh, and how to work with them in a ceremonial context however the book is written for witches so it's not this high grand master's ceremony you have to know all the Kabbalah texts to know the tree of life up Ooh. and down, it, it's not all that. Right. It's, it, Father Bob Ross presents this information in a really grounded, easy to use kind of way. Um, so he know and he oh, knows so good. much about. Yeah, he's awesome. So this one's gonna be really good. It is a follow up to his a spirit conjuration for witches. Again, that kind of you know, grimoire, spirit conjuring, taking it kind of out of that high ceremonial context and giving you know, everyone, you know, in a, a practical application to this kind of work and this kind of magic. So I really like his work. He really breaks down some of these really technical or, uh, you know, these technical processes, you know, these old grimoires that are, you know, there's a translate from old French or Latin or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, I think Father I think Barbaros does a really great job. Um, that man can talk about grimoires for hours. <laughs> So if you're you're in the, um, I think he's in Northern Virginia. Uh, If you're in that area, we're trying to get him into a few stores to do some talks about this new book. So if you're interested in kind of dipping your toes into a little bit of that ceremonial magic, this is going to be a great book, especially if you are familiar with the elements or you are familiar with some of those concepts of the soft tarot where, you know, the princesses, are earth and the queens are water and the kings are air um kind of and then you know so the uh, queen of cups is water of water and uh uh, princess Mm of uh discs is or air of earth um so kind of like looking at those uh concepts a little bit more deeply and how to work with them in a really practical way it's going to be a good book i'm 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 excited for this one
0: That sounds amazing, and I love that. And I'm first becoming familiar with that author. I was not – I mean, it's – we don't all know each other. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There's a a misconception that all witches are either related or know each other. We don't. (laughs) So it's nice when you get to expand the circle a little further and, which is something that I have loved over the past number of years, how much the community has grown and and that more voices are getting in there. I know I keep saying that, but it's really so important.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. He actually used to, I believe he used to live here in Minnesota, so I've seen him a few times when I was working at Magus. Um, we, a, we did a book signing for his first um, book through and. Um, so that was fun. Uh, okay. just a really nice guy.
0: yeah, it's good to have nice people uh sometimes we we happen upon folks who are not so great, but um that's rare, so you know, I mean, for the most part we we all do try to be decent people i mean <laughs> it's you oh. know I don't know, I think people still have a misconception about which is. As far as, you know, who we are and what we believe in, you know, our evil plot, (laughs) which we don't have, (laughs) which I find hilarious. But um, what else have we got coming? What else is going on?
1: Uh, So the other ones in December are uh, Paganism for Prisoners, which is a really, really, I think, important and unique book. Uh, it's written by Awen Don. She uh, discovered paganism in her time in as a you know in, in prison and discovered or was, a, was able to really grow and change and learn uh, through having that, that uh, pagan perspective. Uh, I think this book is really good for a number of reasons. It it obviously draws attention to the the criminal justice system and the prison system and how to get books into prisons and how to have um, people who are incarcerated have access to their uh, religious practices and community. Um, So there's obviously that angle, which is super important. Uh, But then also, if you aren't a prisoner uh, or if you aren't incarcerated, um, this book really kind of shows, like, how do you have a pagan practice when you have so limited resources and you are kind of kept from a lot of things? So anyone who's feeling like, well, I can't have this big grand altar room or, you know, I can't afford these crystals or, uh, you know, like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, picking up this book will really uh, obviously highlight a very important part of society, but then also your own takeaways from it can be like, well, what am I experiencing of the divine in this moment? What is nature around me at this moment? How can I create a practice when I don't feel like I have access to everything that I need? So I think it's, it's a really, really important book for several reasons and not just, obviously, for, you know, as the title implies, um, for prisoners or are being incarcerated. So, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a Although, good book. It's a good one.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's a good book for people who, like you said, have limited resources. I would dare say that some of the points in the book would be about limited space, limited access, like you said, but also in a time where people uh, – will not understand what your practice is especially i can't even imagine how hard it must be not just to be incarcerated but to be a pagan incarcerated when oh, yeah. you know people are going to have judgments about what you believe um you know it already i mean for a lot of folks paganism already has a negative connotation. I couldn't imagine having to try to maintain a practice under circumstances where it feels like it's, I'm sure everybody's against you in a real sense. So that must be one hell of a book. A uh, very yeah. interesting subject matter, I would say. Uh, I do know some folks who do pagan, you know, some some prison outreach that, that are uh, pagans. There are a number of folks uh, that I'm aware of who actually do this, which it's, wow, that's a job of the gods, I'm telling you. That and teaching. right? Yeah, Yeah. you know, so I give much love and respect to to folks who who take care of the folks that are often forgotten, so blessings on you. So what else do we have coming up?
1: Um, So we've got uh, those four, and there is a Fifth one that I am responsible for, and because it's not crossing my mind at this morning, I feel like I'm not very good at my job. Um, <laughs> no, um, you we are. We have here on the show. We got the fodder barber up. We got Jack Chanik, and we've got um o and Don. And there's a fifth one that I know I've been working on. Oh no, um, that is. It'll
0: come to or, you. It'll come to you. It'll come
1: to me. Do you have. To- it'll come to me.
0: It'll come to you. It will. I mean, do, so are we, are we already talking about January, or are we talking about later yeah. in the year? What, if, what yeah, else have we got? Yeah, these are all
1: December titles. We were all, these are all December titles. Um, and then in January, we've got, um, or at least uh, my responsibilities are for four really incredible books, although five technically. Um, <laughs> um, we've got The Witch's Sabbath by Keldon. Another fantastic yes. book from Keldon. If you read the, yes. uh, his first book, the, the Crooked Path, this just, it, 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 it takes it one more step. His level of research is so good, so in-depth, so yes. well done. Uh, you know, uh, it's all about like the, the Witch's Sabbath, you know, where we gather, how, how, in, in a historical context. Much of what he was writing, what, what he wrote, uh, comes from you know the, the trial documents. So it's kind of it's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a really interesting space to examine. Um, but he doesn't just go, well, here's the history, here's the history, here's the history. He he, he breaks it down and he makes it a little bit more practical. Uh, and obviously gives like journal prompts and exercises. Um, yeah, and, and uh, Kelvin is wonderful. He's an absolute sweetheart. I love anytime yeah. I get able to get uh, hang out with him. He lives pretty close to the city, so I see him several times a year. Oh. It's always definitely, it always makes my day when I'm able to hang out with him.
0: Yeah, he's great. I, I've had him on. He's due to come on for the new book. I'm very excited about it. Um, and talk about one of the nicest people ever. I mean. He, he's just a doll he really is he's so sweet and he's so generous with his time he's he's just incredible so what else have we got coming
1: uh we got witches, heretics uh, uh witches heretics and warrior women like female your yep that one's coming out in january <laughs> that one's going to be really good that one's going to be really fun Especially, you know, like, you know, a little bit earlier we were talking about kind of like more male mysteries. This one's really wonderful for women and women's empowerment and um, seeing really strong feminine figures in history. Obviously, every woman in that uh, book isn't a witch. Some are, some consider themselves witches or magical workers. Others were strong, powerful warriors or uh, women who spoke up against patriarchy or you know spoke up for the you know, oppressed people. And yeah, just really, yeah. really, really, really well done. Really fun. Um, and obviously, Phoenix Lafays tone and voice is really engaging and entertaining. You know, she's not talking down to, your, uh, to to the audience. She has a really personal, conversational style. So if you're looking for a, really another fun read that, yeah, that feels like you're talking to a friend um, and talking about really important, really exciting, uh, empowering topics, this is definitely one to pick up. Uh, I think it would make a great gift for anyone who's interested in that. So if you have friends who are like, really into feminine power or history about women, this is absolutely a, a, a great birthday gift, or Chris, a guest
0: gift. Yeah, she's, I I actually adore her. I, I'm also a great fan of her husband, Green Raven. Uh, they mm-hmm. own Milk and Honey in California. It's a great shop. Um, so if you get a chance, if you're in that area, look them up. Uh but yeah, they're they're wonderful folks. Phoenix is one of my favorite humans, period, hands down. Adore her. She is funny and engaging as much as she is in her books, just as much uh to talk to. She is uh, she's great. <laughs> I just love her. <laughs> We've had some interesting conversations about women's physical issues. It's she's just fantastic. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to my chat with her about the book. So, yeah, she's she's also going to be a guest, as most of these authors are. <laughs> Check your local listings for desperate housewives. But anyway, <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> shameless plug, but it's shameless because it's my show. Anyway, <laughs> um, so what else have we got coming? Who else is is sending us something hey, amazing to read?
1: If you're into tarot, we've got uh, Tarot Rituals by Nancy Antonucci. So she's, uh, this isn't just your standard 101 tarot. Learn what the high priestess means. Learn what the you know this is. Uh, this is obviously know your meanings of the cards, but then using tarot in your ceremonies and rituals and hand fastings and seasonal celebrations. So it's a way of incorporating tarot into pretty much any celebration or ritual that you can think of. So this is a really fun addition for any tarot lover, anyone who's, you know, a reader or interested in tarot or has a, or is a deck collector that might be like, oh, well, how can I use this outside of doing readings? to really kind of... Um, breaks the mold of your kind of your traditional tarot book a little bit, so it's it's a fun read. It's it's pretty cool. I like it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, what else is coming? What else you got?
1: And then we've got uh, in a similar vein as uh, witches, heretics, and warrior women, we've got Warrior Magic by Thomas Prower. That's coming out in January. Oh. Uh, in yeah, it's another one of his fantastic. Collections of magical pra- or, you know practices from all over the world, obviously Ta- Tomas does his research so good this one 's about uh, um, warrior and battle magic, so not Ooh. but it doesn 't just focus on uh, military efforts uh, there are obviously mm-hmm. there are aspects of it that do have that kind of physical fighting uh, uh, topic in the book, but it also talks about activism a battle isn't just on the on the war field, but also in speaking up and fighting against colonization and fighting against oppression it's It's really really well done. He has i believe over twenty contributors to the book uh, wow. talking about you know indigenous sovereignty or uh, various uh, military Uh, and spirit religious integration um, in not like a holy work kind of way, but like uh, like Norse people in the military and those kind of things. Uh, And I am actually in the book. Oh, nice. Yeah. He reached out to me and said, hey, I know that you have a a background in activism. Uh, Do you want to write a piece for an upcoming book? And I was like, yes. So, yeah, I have uh, a piece that I wrote about my time in undergrad working in the – or doing my education in women's studies and activism and at the same time working with uh, some family issues and my brother going into the military and uh, having Mm -hmm. some really, really hard feelings with that because on one hand I'm studying these – how this American industrial complex is not exactly, like, really healthy for women and the world in in a lot of ways. And then having a a family member choose that path, that was really difficult for Mm -hmm. me. And my spirituality came into it when studying the mythology of Inanna and Ereshkigal and how having empathy for someone who is not in a position you are in is so important and so that story that myth of those two really really helped me get through and work with and continue to Ultimately, um, my brother didn't go down that path but it was really important in yeah. a really pivotal moment in our relationship for us to kind of work through that and for me to do that internal work so yeah that's a that's one example of I don't know I had phones
0: That's amazing No, I'm really See, Thomas Prower is an amazing writer And if anyone is curious He did the Llewellyn Con Which I believe we still all have access to on YouTube Check it out He's engaging He is a powerful speaker I really I, I kind of have a little crush From when I got to see him on the last Con, I thought he was just absolutely amazing. Um, And so that's super exciting that he's got something new coming out. And he tends to be one of these writers that he just pulls you in. And when he speaks, it's the same thing. You know, any of his live talks are just incredible. So um, I'm looking forward to that because he's also coming on the show. So he's he's just wonderful times a thousand. What else you got in the works, my friend?
1: Uh, so we've got that one. We've got Phoenix's book. We've got Nancy's book. Uh, we've got one by Deborah D'Angelo called Pagan Curious. This is a really, really Ooh. great introductory book for anyone who has, like, you know, been – interested on a pagan path or a natural magic or earth focused spirituality uh this isn't necessarily your 101 you know buckland's big blue it's not that it's a little bit more who's who in the zoo you know what are these you know what is gardenerism how did it affect later traditions um
0: you know, mm. what
1: are the tools of witchcraft? Like, where did those come from? In a really gentle way. It doesn't say, all right, <laughs> here's the SMA. Hold it in this space and uh, cast the circle. It's like, okay, well, what are we doing in there? What you know? How how can you in, um, dip your toes into this pool rather than say, here's a book on witchcraft. You're a witch now. It's like, oh, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe people are interested in what paganism is. You know, where did it come from? Who are the people in this community? Um, so, uh, you know, what are some of the practices? What are some of the festivals that you'll see? It's a really, really great introductory book. I'm, ha- I'm really happy to see something like this come out in the market, especially in a time where witchcraft and earth-centered practices are so, um, they're kind of in the zeitgeist right now. You know, you, like witchcraft is really yeah. big right now.
0: Which is hilarious to me as somebody who, when I was first coming up, we didn't say it out loud. We certainly as fuck didn't say it in public. I mean, witchcraft, being you know, a witch, was something that, you know, you kept that shit hidden because you were you were scared of judgment. We did not have a voice back in the day, and the fact that we have one now is like, to me, that was the whole point. It was like we were fighting for acceptance. And now people want to fucking fight over the fact that there's acceptance. It's like, really? Can can we not remember the shit we went through? I mean, and I'm talking to the people my age. Remember the first time you actually said the word witch out loud to someone that you knew was not a fucking witch? Do you remember the level of emotional judgment you went through? I'm just saying. No, these are I'm telling you, you have to understand there's, oh, sure. there's, a, there's a sector. There's a sector of witches in the world that are resentful of the fact that information is free-flowing. They are resentful of the fact that to some folks, it seems like a fad and the fashion. And you know, it's just about the aesthetic. No, dude, we were looked at the same way. Hello, I'm just telling you. It's good. It's fine. Leave people alone. Let them discover witchcraft how they discover it. Listen, The Craft was a big movie after oh, my yeah. time. After my time. But some of the most serious fucking witches I know were influenced or turned to their love of witchcraft because of that movie because it hit them at the right time in their lives, you know, because that, that's what was out there. That was the thing at the moment, and they've, they've grown in it. I mean, you just need the spark. Once the spark happens and you start reading and becoming invested in this practice as your spiritual life, that changes everything for you. When you discover the thing that brings you peace, when you discover the thing that you feel accepted in, because I will tell you, religion, having a family that started off pagan and then turned Christian, fundamentalist Christian on top of it, Pentecostal,
1: you know, if yeah, that's, that's a where lot. you go
0: to find, it is a lot, but if that's where you need to go to find peace, to find your acceptance, to find your reality. Why is that a problem, no matter how you came to it? You know, some people turn Christian after seeing Jesus Christ Superstar. Great play, by the way. Excellent musical. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, if that's the thing that sparks, I get pissed off when people are like, well, they're just, you know, witches because of the craft. Well, what the fuck started you? I mean, took something that that sparked your imagination, that sparked a chord within you that said, I resonate with this. That's how anybody comes to whatever path they belong to or feel that they're accepted by. That's the whole fucking point. It's about knowing that there's something beyond you um, and becoming one with whatever that is. And I think that's a beautiful thing. No matter how you get there, that's how you got there. So what's the problem? I think people just need to leave people alone. <laughs> I just know. It's like, okay, it wasn't. It's not for you. Everything on this earth is not for you. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> adults drink. Children don't drink. There's a reason for that. Some things are for kids and some things are for adults grow up leave it alone just let people be i get so annoyed <laughs> this is why i have a, this is why i have a reputation for being such a bitch because i just <laughs> want people to leave each other alone and do your own thing and be happy with it and if you're not happy find another thing to do shit it's not that difficult you have all the options right. i mean you know the world is so much bigger now and does social media play a really destructive part in that? Yeah. But it also plays a really good part in it too, like anything else in life. Oh yeah. There are good things. I mean I about wouldn't be it. where I'm today There's
1: without sh- like Yeah. I mean I wouldn't be where yeah. I'm at today without like a lot of social media interaction and, and podcasts. Like that was really where yeah. I started learning a lot was interviews with people. Like you know, just like this and um, you know, Keith and Coyle's podcast back in the back in the day was really, really wonderful. They talked about really deep topics in magic, and you know things that yeah. they were doing and working in the community. And you know, I'm sure some of those people I wouldn't like agree with on everything, um, but that, that's how you learn. You learn from people, <laughs> yeah. And and that's how we're learning th- these days is through. You know, books and podcasts and social media and conferences. There's a million ways to do things these days. It's not just oh, you know running into someone so at, at a at a you know a run fair, which I've heard happened, or at you know a bookshop or a coffee shop. Like, there's a million ways that people come to this path now, and all are valid. All are val- really valid. They ways.
0: are. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. Because only through information do we propel what we know forward. You can't sit on information and expect people to just divine it out of the ethers. You got to share what you know. And you got to do it with an open heart. Otherwise, you're really not sharing the information it's it's not supposed to be this horrible burden it's not supposed to practices are meant to grow and change they really are they really Mm -hmm. are if you cut off the life source to anything it will wither away and that's the whole thing you know it's like (laughs) we're here to bring more information lots more because as much information as we have now There's a shit ton more coming. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I know very little about the Kabbalah, but only through meeting people, only through books, only through things like Llewellyn Con, where you get to hear these authors speak about their books. These are things that we didn't have. And, you know, I hate to say this, but because of the pandemic, we had to find creative ways to find new voices and hear new voices and to hear old voices. And quite frankly, the Llewellyn Cons, I hope even if this pandemic thing ever does really die down, I hope Llewellyn plans to continue the Llewellyn Cons annually because it's nine days of pure magic, back-to-back speakers. It's it's probably one of my most favorite things that helped me get through the first year of the pandemic, for sure, and, you know, this year as well, was awesome. So I'm I'm so into it. Are there plans to continue it?
1: Uh, as far as I'm aware, there are. Uh, you know, I don't see that going anywhere. Uh, you know, the numbers from it were so good, and people such as yourself really, really enjoyed it. The authors really enjoyed it. Uh, so I can't imagine that that's going anywhere. Uh, we haven't explicitly discussed a date or time, but I would I would be shocked if that wasn't happen uh, if that wasn't going to happen in 2022. So definitely be on the lookout for that. We have virtual author forums every other month, which is kind of like you know a little a little mini uh, Llewellyn time. We'll have a topic, and then three or four authors will come on to talk about. Their experiences and you know their work and everything. So yeah, there's there's all sorts of really awesome free, <laughs> content free, <comes> <laughs> free. <laughs> Seriously,
0: so, you know, was free. These talks are free. There's no excuse not to listen in and and learn right. some stuff. Free is free is a rare number and one of my favorites. I just got to say. So yeah, that's right. fantastic. And it's great that Llewellyn does this. I I wish more publishing houses would get on board with it, Um, but it's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. I have talked your ear off. We are just about out of time. Is there anybody else you want to mention while we're here?
1: Uh, I think that's all I've got for today. Obviously, check out Llewellyn.com. Check out our Instagram. We're always featuring our upcoming releases on there. Uh, Check out our Facebook page. We've got their virtual author forums. Uh, you know, every author that we've mentioned today and even the ones that we haven't are are really fantastic. I highly recommend uh, each and every one of them. I really enjoy working with them. Like this job has literally been like one of the most amazing things that's happened to me in 10 years uh i feel really blessed and privileged to be able to work with these authors and and publicize and promote their material so check out alone.com um listen to desperate hot switches you have practically every one of our authors on it's really wonderful like you're a superstar i want to say thank you for having me on on this past hour so you're wonderful well you are too and
0: look for Look for Marcus to be back on in the spring. We're going to do this quarterly, and uh, I really appreciate that you rolled out of bed to do this with me, and I adore you, and I think Llewellyn does a really great job of hiring great people. So I'm I'm so glad to have you in my life. You are a total blessing, and I adore you. Thank you thank you so much for always being you always go the extra mile you're always there to help out and it's it's been fantastic working with you i love working with you so i'm going to let you go oh, now and you. enjoy your your early morning and uh we will talk to you again in a couple of months it's not that far off perfect
1: and if you want to follow okay. me if you're a listener and you want to follow me my instagram is just at marcus iron that's marcus with the k um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I post books. I post pictures of my gym progress. So if anyone's interested yeah. in that, <laughs> shameless plug for more followers.
0: <laughs> Why not? Why not? That's what we're here for. Get more information, more follows, more more people. Always better. Make the circle wider. All right, my love. Perfect. Talk to you soon. Thank you.
1: Yes, thank you. You have a great day. too.
0: All right, everybody, that is it for today. I will be back on Thursday with the 415. I will be back on Friday with Politics Friday, first Friday of the month. On Saturday is the amazing Sasha Graham. We're going to talk about the magic of tarot. So tune in, check your local listings. Have a wonderful week, y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye.